Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Tonight I want to preach a simple yet profound message. Simple yet profound message. Very simple. Today I want to speak in that simplicity of which many are led away by the serpent because of the subtlety that he has. The Bible says, I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve. You should be also deceived and corrupted in your minds from the simplicity that is in Jesus Christ. That we are sometimes corrupted from the simplicity. It takes a certain place of corruption to take us from the simplicity that is in Jesus Christ. And it began in uh, the last time when I was teaching about how faith works. You remember the Q&A we had here? And uh, in the Q&A, somebody in there raised the point. I don't know who it was. But somebody raised the point in there and said, I have not understood the definition of faith. Somebody said, I have still not understood the definition of faith. When I, I saw it, I, I said, oh, this dear one. But that simple sentence became a burden for me every day. Every time I sat down, I could hear, that, um, I guess it was a woman. And my spirit understands things. And the voice kept saying, I have not understood the definition. So the Spirit of the Lord kept nudging me. He said, if somebody has not understood the foundation of faith, how then do you teach them how it works? I said, now it's one person, Lord. Once they continue hearing, they will, yeah, They'll come along. It's a month now. And the woman's voice is still saying, I didn't understand. Praise the Lord Jesus. You know why? Because it resounded in my spirit. The Lord gave me a certain understanding, a certain insight that affirmed to my spirit that many people do not understand the foundation of faith. And so sometimes we speak to people from where we are and we assume that they will understand from where we are. And it's not wisdom to continue speaking from where we are when we cannot go and help them first from where they are to bring them to where we are. You understand what I mean? Paul says, I'll be to them which are mature. We do impart this wisdom. Even in how we dispel wisdoms, God has given us, you know, an order or pattern to follow. 
For example, one day, I pray God gives me the grace to teach about this thing called the wisdom of the just. The wisdom of the just. And in the simplest conversation, the Bible says in Luke 1, 17, He shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. In the simplest definition, I could say that there are wisdoms we cannot teach for men who have not yet understood this simple doctrine called justification through faith. That certain things will not make for wisdom. They'll only be piled to swine because they have not yet been fully informed of the justification that we have through faith. The wisdom, he called it, of the just. This doctrine called righteousness is a very, very deep doctrine. That is why the Bible speaks of men which are unskilled in the doctrine of righteousness. The Amplified Bible says they are babes. They are unable to speak. They are unable to speak. There's a very deep conversation there. The Bible says, For everyone who continues to feed on milk is obviously inexperienced and unskilled in the doctrine of righteousness, of conformity to the divine will, in purpose, thought, and action. For he is a mere infant not able to talk. This word not able to talk means they cannot communicate efficiently in the spirit. They can't pray right. They can't speak to things that they're supposed to speak to as they're supposed to speak to them. They cannot send information in the spirit. They cannot command things in the spirit. They cannot move things in the spirit realm because they are inexperienced to unskilled in the doctrine of righteousness. Think about it. That to help a man understand righteousness imputed through faith, elevates them to understand certain wisdoms in God. And without understanding that simple doctrine, there are things they can never understand. So in that case, you have to firstly go to this person, teach them the doctrine of righteousness through faith. Once they understand that doctrine, then you can teach the higher wisdom. Did you get it? Now, this thing that I call the foundation of faith, is what you must firstly understand before you understand those higher realms and revelations and insights and distinctions of faith. Because remember, we all function from different levels of faith. And we're all called to grow our faith. You see? The Bible says when you become born again, all of us are given the measure of faith. For I say through the grace given unto me, Romans 12 verses 3, to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man, every man, the measure of faith. All of us here who are believers in Christ Jesus have faith. We all were given the same measure of faith. All of us. But it's given to us like a seed. It's given to us like a what? A seed. And some plant this seed to grow it. And some don't grow it. You understand? 
Some grow it, some don't grow it. So some have the fruit of what they've been growing over the years and some don't. Are you following me, child of God? But today, I felt compelled by God to help us understand the foundation of faith. And I believe that many of you have some understanding of this, albeit the experience of it, not many here can affirm to carry. But as you continue listening to this, if you know what I'm going to share, it will stir you into a deeper understanding of what you already know. For some of you who did not know this, it's going to kickstart you to grow your faith. Shout hallelujah. As some of you know, I've always emphasized this, that one of the greatest mandates God has given me on the earth is to teach faith. Different ways, different language, speech, articulation, but I will teach faith among the things I have to teach. Praise the Lord. Let's go back to the famous scripture, Hebrews 11. This person said they didn't understand when I said that faith is the substance. When I use the word material, they said, I don't understand what you mean. That faith is the material of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I did not understand it. Yet I had many questions to answer. So I thought, my God, how many actually understand this? And the Spirit of the Lord showed me that not many of us here, even though we think we know, understand this. So allow me to engage your spirit these few minutes here. He says, now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let's read it in the Amplified Version. It best describes what I want to emphasize. Now, faith, he says, is the assurance. Did you hear that? It's the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for. It's the assurance to be assured. It's the confirmation to confirm. It's the title deed of the things we hope for. In other words, you cannot talk about faith when you don't have hope. Let's first understand the order of things. In this instance, hope precedes faith. So faith is the assurance of things hoped for. That means you have to hope first. Then faith comes in as a confirmation of what you hope. The Greek word there used for substance also is hypostasis. Hypostasis means also confidence. In the many words it could describe assurance, confirmation, it also has the word confidence it has the word steadfastness of mind steadfastness of mind steadfastness of mind confidence so if i go back to that definition i would say now faith is having confidence that what you hope for will come to pass is having a steadfast first mind that what you hope for will come to pass. What is hope? Hope is the expectation of good to come. Write it down. Very powerful. Hope is the expectation of good things to come. 
if you're feeling sick in your body, but you expect that you will heal, that's hope. Are you following me? Now, when you only end in hope and say, I expect I will be well, that is not enough to heal you. I expect that my marriage will be rebuilt. That is not enough for your marriage to be rebuilt. I hope that I will get that job. Hope alone does not do the job. You get it. You need to buttress it. You need to give it some foundation. You need to charge it up with some courage and confidence. Upostasis. That is the substance. That is what I called material. You need to give this idea hope some material. This is very important. Simple but very powerful. Because I've seen people who hope. So they say, oh, I hope for the best. That's not faith. I'm not saying hope is not important. Hope is important because you begin firstly from expecting good. Huh? Don't forget that. It's the beginning. You must expect good. Some good to come. When you say, I'm expecting good to come out of this circumstance, it's important. We need you there. But then, it's not enough to save you, but it's the beginning of your salvation. So, when you are in that place where you expect that something good will turn out of this, and then you start building confidence in the expectation of the good to come, that is faith. You build courage. You build a foundation, a substructure for your expectation of the good to come in that circumstance. You believe in God for that, ladies and gentlemen, is faith. And then he adds, again, let's go back to the Amplified Version. Being the proof of things, listen to this, we do not see and the conviction listen of their reality the proof of things we don't see and the conviction of their reality i love the next faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses perceiving as real fact, what is not revealed to the senses. Seeing as real, convicted that you are in the reality of something that the senses cannot confirm. Your senses, your five senses, your taste, uh-huh, your smell, uh-huh, your hearing, your sight, and your what? And your touch, your feel. Those are the five senses. He's saying to believe that something is real, yet you cannot feel it. To believe that something is real, yet you cannot see it. To believe that something is real, 
yet you cannot test it. To believe that something is real, yet you can't hear it. You understand? You can't smell it. To believe that it's real, you can't feel it. But you believe that it is real. You carry the conviction of its reality. To carry the conviction of something that is not revealed to the senses. I can't see it. I can't smell it. I can't touch it. I can't hear it. I can't feel it. But I believe that it is real. Did you get it? That is the foundation of faith. That means no man walking by the senses is in faith. If you seek to carry any confirmation or affirmation of a reality, but you are best on the evidence or the revelation of your senses, you are not acting in faith. Are you following what I'm saying? This is very important. This is very important. Because the senses for us, for many of us, unfortunately, we find ourselves responding to, and that is called being what? Canon. Many of us respond only to what the senses can give us. I believe something because I can see it. I believe something because I have heard it. I believe something because I can test it. I believe something because I can touch it. That's why I believe it. If I can feel something, then I believe. A story is given in the Gospels in John chapter 20 verses 20. I'll begin from about 26. Jesus in the 20th chapter of John, he had revealed himself to the disciples. But at the time when he had come to the disciples, Thomas was not among them. And then Thomas appears later. The Bible tells us in verses 26, after eight days again, his disciples were within. Thomas with them, then came Jesus, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach thither my finger. Why? Because Thomas had denied that Jesus was raised. Right? Reach thither, hither my finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither my hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. You were doubting that I'm raised from the dead. Touch my palms and feel the holes. Come and reach into my side also, and touch and see. You were there when they were crucifying me. You remember the spots that were pricked? Check whether those scars are still there. I want to take you to a point, Thomas, where you are not faithless but believing. I want to bring you to faith. But with you, Thomas, you have to touch. You have to feel for you to believe. And the Bible says, And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. <laughs> Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because you have seen me, seen me, seen me, you have believed. 
He touched him and said, my Lord and my God. In other words, you're Jesus. Now I believe. And then Jesus tells him, Thomas, because you have seen, now you've believed. Nalomansi. Because you have seen, now you believe. Now you believe. Because you have seen, now you believe. And then Jesus says this. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet they have believed. Powerful. Blessed are they. That's still feel the swelling. The Bible says, listen, follow the rendering of our master. Every word is articulate by truth because this is a divine oracle speaking. He did not say, blessed are they that have not seen, yet are believing. Do you hear that? Jesus did not say, blessed are they that have not seen, yet are believing, present continuous. He's saying, blessed are they that have not seen, yet have believed. Do you know there's a difference? Let's just say this person has a swelling on the right side. And they are believing God to be healed. That's hope. Do you know how many people are dying every day because they confuse hope with faith? I am believing God that he will heal me. That's expectation of good to come. That's not believed. That's believing. Apostle, I'm believing God for a job. He did not say, blessed are they which have not seen yet are believing here, we're not talking about a present continuous tense. We're talking about a finished work. Blessed are they that have not seen, yet have believed. I'm believing God that this year I'm going to get a, a promotion. You're believing. This blessedness is not coming upon you. Because that's hope. That's hope. Let me tell you something. Thomas would have hoped Jesus was alive because he loved him. I don't think Thomas failed in hope. He would have hoped Jesus to be alive. But it was only hope. But Thomas had to go beyond hoping, trying to convince himself to getting convinced that the man was alive. Blessed are they that have not seen senses, have not touched, have not heard yet, have not tested yet, but have believed. To transition from hope to faith, we must 
go from believing to believed. This is important because I've seen many believing Christians who are saying that I believed what happened. No, you did not believe. You were believing. Are you following what I'm saying? You confused believing with believed. What is the difference? Believing postpones your miracle. Believed affirms that you have received your miracle. And the end of every desire in God, if the revelation of his will is availed through the understanding of his heart, the end of every desire, if it is in the will of God, must carry the affirmation that you have believed. You're not believing. Remember the Bible says he has made known unto us the mystery of his will. This Bible here shows us his will. There are things according to scripture that are his will. For example, divine health is God's will for your life. There is no man that the father wills to be sick. He says, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your souls prosper. That means it is the will of God. He wishes that you be in health. That is why everywhere he went, the Bible says he healed them all. His own self bore our sins on the what? On the cross. That we being dead unto sins should live, not might, should live, not could, should live unto righteousness. By his stripes ye were healed. So all of you were healed. It's the will of God for you to walk in health. Because you were healed. So when it comes to healing, there is no, let me think about it. Or for you, no, in your case, I'm not going to give it to you. No. Every man at the sound of my voice can lay charge on what God has done by Christ to say, because I was healed, huh? therefore I receive it in my spirit. Healing or health is mine. To shift from believing to believed. That is why my most favorite scripture in prayer. The last scripture I caught every time I finish prayer. Reason why I have many answers. I'm answered. Is Mark 11, 24. Very powerful. Very powerful. He says, therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them. Believe that you receive them. That means I've asked for it. I believe that I've received it. And you shall have them. God is telling you the only part for you is desire it and believe you've received it. To have it is not your part. 
That's my part as God. Do your part. Never worry how you have it. Some of you go to try to be like God or to be God and try to have. Don't ever try to have. Just focus all your energies on receiving. To have is his responsibility. That is you putting his, the integrity of his word to work. To say, God, you said it. I'm putting your word to test, to try its integrity. You say that if I can only receive that I have gotten this, receive the word that is lambano, to take a hold. And some you might even have, sometimes in some definitions, actually I've studied lambano so deeply, sometimes you even have to be aggressive in it, to take hold of it as your own. This is a job. Father, I thank you. In the name of Jesus that I'm receiving a job today. I believe you for a job. Do you know what some of you do? You just say, in Jesus' name, amen. And you leave the job there. God is saying, when you say, Father, I thank you. Because this is my year for my job. And I receive it in Jesus' name. Spiritually, spiritually, oh, did you get it? Spiritually, you say, I receive it in Jesus' name. This is my job. It is my job. It is my job. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going home with it. It is my job. That kind of person never comes back in the presence again to receive. No, because you already have it. Hallelujah. The next time you're praying, Did you get it? The next time you're praying, don't come back and say, Father, I receive. Because that means you brought it back. And then you say, Father, in the name, then you receive. And then you brought it back. And then you receive it. No, 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 no. That is why some of you are like this in the spirit realm. But I'm believing. I'm believing. Husband. 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 Marriage. 2022. 2023. 2023. Get this thing and take it. And after you have, every time you come back in the presence of God, you never ask for a husband again. You never ask for a job again. You say, Father, I thank you because I received my husband. I thank you because I received my healing. I thank you because I received my job. It is your responsibility for me to have. That's not my part. This is my part. To Lambano, to get a hold. To aggressively take this thing in and say, it is mine. Now let me give you a simple example. Some of you, you got born again and then you sinned. Very badly. You messed up. How do you know you're still born again? What evidence was revealed to your senses that you're still born again? But you know that you're born again. Even when you make mistake, you know I've made a mistake, but I'm born again. I'm going to heaven. Why? Because when you received salvation,
You never came back to God and told him, Jesus, I receive again. You know, there are also people who get born again again. Are you following what I'm saying? If you have taken... Now you see how Mark 11, 24 is so powerful. It is so powerful. Now, what if the symptoms stay? You were sick and then you believe that you received what you asked God for, but the symptoms stay. I told you some of you my story back in the day when a woman put a machine on my heart and she screamed. Oh, she said there was a swollen part and she screamed and said, oh, we should admit this boy. How? Literally, the person who put the machine on my heart screamed. Recently, a machine was put on the same heart and they don't see it. It's not there. But what that woman saw then, how did it go? I said in Jesus' name, I cannot be sick. So I received. Now, the symptoms stayed. And I cannot tell you the few times or the, the instances where I, I almost fell out or passed out or I would get to a point and I can't see and I'm losing my head and I'm light and I'm going to flip and I'm walking at the bank and I'm almost going out. I'm almost going out. But I had it. Because I knew it might not yet be revealed to the senses. I might not yet feel healed. But God said that by my stripes you were healed. That was enough. That was enough. And I've been living on that since. Healthy and strong. Do you understand what I'm saying? And the symptoms, each one started to leave. Each one. Each one. Until I couldn't feel anything anymore. But while in the process of the feelings disappearing, I had it. So what if you were in pain one day and the pain increases. Some of you, the problem with you is you take it back. Then you try to come back for it. And I remember I committed that day when I received my healing. And I always remind myself every day. Yes, some of you might not understand this, but as you continue to grow in God, you realize that every aspect of life works that way. I always remind myself that I will never doubt his word. I can doubt anything but not his word. Until all the symptoms left. And I couldn't walk 
and I started running and played basketball. The one who couldn't walk, I started playing basketball. You understand? From the fact that I had to get a hold of my miracle. If it slips, go back for it and pick it again and continue. Do you understand what I'm saying? But don't leave it. Don't leave your miracle. Don't leave your miracle. Don't release it. Don't let go. That's called spiritual warfare. The devil is convincing you that you're broke. You say, I'm not broke. Mm -mm. You're going, I'm not going. That's called warfare. Never give up. Tell your neighbor, never give up. He says, fight the good fight of faith. Why does he call it a good one? Why does he call it a good one? Because it's on your side. I told people there is no risk in faith. That's why it's called a good fight of faith. There is no risk. You're risking believing. No, no, no. You're risking doubting. You don't risk believing. Hallelujah. He said, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold, lambano of eternal life. Receive eternal life. Where unto also you are called and has professed a good profession before many. The word professed good profession is confessed a good confession before many. That means when you know when you know how to take hold, you take hold by taming your tongue. Eh? I received. I received. I received. You have professed a good profession. The Hebrew, the Greek that is you have confessed a good confession. How do you know that somebody is fighting a good fight of faith? How do you know that somebody is laying hold of eternal life? That person confesses a good confession. How are you? I'm fine. How are you feeling? More than a conqueror. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think I'm going to die. No. 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 Refuse to tap out. If anything, and you still have one cup breath, you say, no. You'll come back. You'll come back. You will come back. You will come back. Recently, I'll bring you a praise story of a guy who went stage four. Stage four cancer. I remember one of those days I preached faith and he came in the room there on Sunday and told me I can't die. And he just walked away and said, I can't die. Now there is no trace in the guy's body. No trace of cancer. No trace. Just you say, I can't die. Are you following what I'm saying? So it is with your job. So it is with your car. So it, so it is with your marriage. So it is with the business. So it is with your ministry. Pastors, you cannot build ministry without faith. You can have all the equipment and tools, but you cannot grow ministry. My God, we've been speaking live stream centers, live stream centers, Fanero grows. Now, I remember a time somebody attacked us and we lost 400 members. You know what I did? 
I told the CFO, buy another 400 shares. And give me two months. And we put 400 empty. And we bought another 400 and they became 800. And I asked for two months. And in two months, all the 800 shares were full. Now 560 streaming centers are live with us now. 560. Mbarara, Mbali, Jinja, Tesoro. They are all watching life. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not believing God for the next. I have believed God for the next streaming center. Oh, did you get it? Oh, you got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. I am not believing God for the next streaming center. I have believed God for the next. It's coming. For as long as we are here, ladies and gentlemen, Fanero is going to grant you Jesus returns. Why? Because we believed. So you understand why I can't be poor? I believed I can't be broke. Do you understand why I can't die? Because I believed. You understand? I'm not believing. You have to believe. You believed. Get to the believed. So you see why I love Mark 11, 24? Whatsoever things ye desire. Remember, you know the will of God. He says, if you ask according to his will, then you know you'll have the petitions for which you ask. And I know the will of God. It's his will for me to be healthy. It's his will for me to be wealthy. It's his will for me to be happy. It's his will for me to grow, to multiply. The Bible has clearly given us. He says, this is the confidence that we have in him. First John 5, 14. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions we desired. Desired, desired, you see, not a desiring, desired, right? Now go back. He says, Whatsoever things ye desire when you pray, because you know how the will of God functions. Of course, some of you do witchcraft because the will of God has been revealed. I'll give you an example. It's not in the will of God. Let me give you some, a very clear example of where witchcraft comes in. It's not in the will of God to exercise your faith against another person's will. It's not the will of God. Even God does not impose himself on a man's will. He gives you choice to choose salvation or not. He says, therefore, choose life. Choose. I put before you life and death. Choose. Even God does not impose his will on a man. How do you then by faith, quote and unquote, impose your will against another person's will? Have found them. You tell somebody, you're my wife. But I don't feel it. Even if you don't feel it, you are. That's not faith. That is not faith. That is witchcraft. That is madness. There are women I know. Somebody is even married now. They got married. You're still on them. Me, you're my husband. Even if you marry, you're still my husband. <laughs> fire, fire. Fire. If 
you say she's your wife, she has to confirm in her spirit. Her will must be yielded and agreeable because of the testimony of two or three witnesses. Every word is established. But you make a girl, you're my wife, you're my wife. Even after service, you're escorting her. Whether you want it or not, you will marry me. You... So when these young men come and tell me, Father, Felicia is my wife. I say, has she said yes? No, but I believe. Did you tell her? Yes. Then she said what? She said for her she died in Philly. Then I also tell him, fire. Stand again. That is not faith. That is witchcraft. Stop claiming people who are not with you. And then the person doesn't marry her or him and they even get mad at them the more. You get annoyed with the person because they broke the will of God. Eh? Jezebel. Because that's the spirit of control. Literally, I'll never talk to her. Why did she marry him? Yet she knew that I loved her. Oh, so somebody has to break to your love because you simply love them. You know how many people have loved you and you have not loved them also? Do you know how many people also tried to book you and you refused them? Should we expose you to the same judgment? Now you report you so. Come on, somebody. I don't know who I'm helping. But if she has not said yes, don't waste our time. Don't even submit it to me. What do you think? What do I think? You go and talk to her. I send them back and tell her, Dog, go and talk to her. Go. Brother, you go. You go. So if your fingers are burnt, you come back, we join hands. We believe the Lord for your next journey in life. If you have been chucked, it's not the end of life. God might be saving you from poverty. <laughs> Somebody said amen. Blessed are they that have not seen, yet have believed. And that is why we emphasize the famous story of our father Abraham. That's why we emphasize that testimony. The Bible says, Romans chapter 4 verse 17, God comes to Abraham and tells him, I have made thee a father of many nations, not I will make thee. Are you following? Because that's not how God speaks. I always tell people the Hebrew has no future tense. The sacred language has no future tense. God doesn't speak in the future as if it's the future. He speaks in the future as if it's the past. So learn to speak in your future. <laughs> so you see why it's an error to say, Father, I believe that you will heal me. Because God didn't talk that. So you can't talk contrary to the way your father talks. You're his child. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. So if they ask you, are you single? Tell them I'm married, only waiting for the manifestation. Oh, you didn't get it. I am married, only waiting for the manifestation. But according to the word of God, I am married. That's why I told people in Fanero we don't do singles conferences. Yeah, why should I label you? Do you understand what I'm saying? If we do conference for widows only above 60, below, I send you back. Put on some makeup and believe God. Golden mothers, hello. Single mothers, hello. 55, 58, hello. I have believed God. That I will wed you. In Jesus' mighty name. Hey, that's for people who have hearts. You take if you have the heart to take it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He says, I have made thee a father of many nations. Have made thee. Before whom he kept believing. Thank you. Before him he kept believing. No. Before he whom he was believed. I have made you. Believe it. Go past believing it. And get to having believed it. And you know, God has a way of provoking us to faith. Because Abraham, who remembers the meaning of the word Abraham? What is the meaning of Abraham? Exalted father. But the name Abraham, exalted father, is named on a man who has not yet had a child. And when he encounters God, God goes to the next level and calls the exalted father a father of many nations. You see what he does? He's the God who Who takes you from believing God for a child to fathering a nation? Some of you must understand the laws that govern divine redemption. It's like healing. I'd not plan to go there, but let me show you something. Read Job 33 verses 21, Amplified. He speaks of a man whose flesh is wasted away that he cannot be seen and his bones that were not seen stick out yet his soul draws near to corruption and his life to the inflictors of death, the destroyers. God's voice is heard because there is a hearer, a messenger or an angel, an interpreter, one among a thousand to show that man the right for him to reveal to him what God is saying. And then in verses 24, God is gracious to that man and delivers him down into the from the pit of destruction and he finds a ransom a piece of redemption and an atonement. Are you hearing that redemption? And he says, in the redemption, that man's flesh is restored. The Bible doesn't say it becomes like it was before he fell sick. No. The Bible says it becomes fresher. <laughs> and more tender than a child's. He returns to the days of his youth, not to the days when he was in his mid-40s. 
So true redemption in God does not restore you back to where you were before you fell sick. He makes sure when he restores you, he adds a little more. Slap somebody and tell him I'm going to live long. Some of you think that God wants to take you back in the days you had a million dollars. No. He wants to restore you beyond a million dollars that you become from a millionaire to billionaire. Come on somebody. The law that governs divine redemption. To always give you more than you had before you lost it. Hallelujah. Isn't the Bible wonderful? His flesh is like a child's fresher. Hey, the devil is in trouble for disturbing you. Let's go back to the father Abraham. The Bible says, I have met thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed. Even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Verses 18. Who against hope believed in hope? Believing. Stayed believing. Stayed believing. Continued believing. He believed in hope. That he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. And the Bible says, and being not weak in faith. Now he's telling us what weak faith is. He's showing us what it means to be weak in faith. He considered not his own body, now dead when he's about a hundred years, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. That's weakness in faith. To show that you're weak in faith, you consider the revelations of the flesh, the revelations of the senses. That's a weak faith. Weak faith is when you consider the issues that cannot allow you to get married. Golden mothers, 55 years old. You look at yourself in the mirror and you see your skin is not fitting a bit. Then you disqualify yourself. Why? I came for you. Your mother gave birth at 90. Somebody shout amen. amen. Shout glory to God. Shout glory to God. Being not weak in faith. That is the weak faith. Weak faith considers. Oh, I believe I'm healed. But I still feel this pain. My healing. That's weak faith. I'm healed, but I have a job, but he has proposed, but we've bought land but how will we build considering he considered not his own body don't consider what you're feeling oh yes cancer whatever it doesn't matter hiv yeah you're feeling it but don't consider it don't consider it don't consider it don't consider, it. Don't consider. refuse to look there let the pain come and you say, oh. I believe that I received my healing. I believe that I received my healing. I believe that I received that job. And me? 
If I have to say it a million times, I'll say it. I'll say it and say it and say it and say it and say it. Until the devil is like, okay, okay, okay. Verses 20. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. But the Bible says, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. That means when you're strong in faith, that's how you give glory to God. That's how you give glory to God. Strong in faith means you refuse to take the revelations of what you see. Now, somebody walks to you and says, Apostle, I need counseling. I believe God to get out of this poverty. And it's five years I'm still going through the same cycle. And I want to ask them, if you believed, how do you even believe you're in a cycle? I believe God, I've tried. I believe God for marriage. Our family, we failed to get married. Apostle, me, I've sat in the teachings. I've listened to every word. What? Virtuous woman. But I failed to get someone. How do you say you believed? And you're not yet proposed to? No. You're believing. Now, today, shift from the believing. Take your miracle today. You're going with it. Tell your neighbor, I'm going with it. I'm going with it. I'm going with it. If you have understood that, you will never come to me for counseling about a husband. Because I'll ask you if you have him, then why are you asking me? Did you get it? Yeah, you got it. You're smart. If you have been, you know some of you have been coming to Fanero, you come, you ask for him. Because after service, you leave him on the chair today. You're going with Nelson. Not real names. You're going with your job today. You're not leaving your healing on ground. You're going with it this evening. And from today, you will never be believing again. I told myself, I made a vow before God and I put up my hand and I said, until the day his will of my life is done, I will never, I will never say I'm sick. I told God until his will of my life is done one day and he comes to take me home. I will never think I'm sick again. Regardless. I'll never think it. I'll never say it. I'll always believe that I believed. <laughs> that I believed. That I believed. That I was healed by his stripes. And nothing is going to change that. That is final. That is regardless of what will happen. I believed. That I'll never die of sickness. You just pick me one day and take me. That's my confession. To the end. Let's go. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'll never say I'm sick. I'll never say I'm sick. He says, none among them shall see. I will never say until the day he takes me home, I'm broke. I will never say it. 
have made a vow with God. I can't. I can't see it. I, I have believed. I'm rich. I have believed. Divine health is mine. I have believed. I will progress until the day I leave this earth. The narrow will never fail. Those who think it's failing, they've deceived themselves. Some of us, our faith is too old. It's older than their words. They prophesied. I give them a year. I give them two. One man gave us eight. Oh, we are making nine. And we're still moving on by the power of the Holy Ghost. Because the sufficiency is of God. Things might shake you. But make your vow to them, say God. I believed. I believed. I believed. And you keep your faith that you believe. That you can't. You keep your faith that you believed. You believed. You believed. You believed. You believed. He said, I had fainted if I had not believed to see. Believed to see. Not believing to see. You get it? Believed to see. Believed. To see. For healing, you were healed. Never think otherwise. Regardless of what machines will say, never think otherwise. Me, I don't think that I will ever fall sick again. I don't have it in my spirit. I believe. You understand? I don't believe that I can fail. I settled it in my spirit. Regardless. You get my point? Do you understand what I'm saying? Strong in faith, giving glory to God. That's how you give glory to God. You don't say, say glory to God. No, it's one thing to say. But faith is an act. And every day you have to act your path. Every day you have to act what you believed, not what you're believing. What you believe. Every day you have to act it out. Every day you have to play your part. To let God do his part. But play your part. Through action. And confession. Through action. And confession. Don't confess contrary. Don't act contrary. People who are well. Get out of bed. You wake up. And get out of bed. And say I was healed. People who have jobs wake up early. Some of you have a little girl job. You come out of bed at midday. Working people wake up. At least wake up and exercise yourself in the Holy Ghost. And speak in tongues and do some chores at home. Get a book and read it. But wake up with the mindset that I'm working. In no time a phone call will come. Some of you, even the way you look, you don't look married. You don't look marriage material. The way you walk, the way you act, you don't look marriage material. 
then you're saying this year, this year what? The supernatural resurrection, what do you mean? Extraordinary resurrection. Wash your hair like a married woman. You don't need to be rich, but be clean like a married woman should be. Somebody help me. Stop hanging around single girls only. You have no married friends. You bypass somebody and they're smelling like a high school girl. You know that cassette of high school? You understand what I'm saying? Kavumuka is on you and you're saying, no, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on. Act married. I keep my testimony that I believed God. What's your testimony? Come on, answer me. Keep the faith that you believed. I don't know whether I say it right to say keep believing that you believed. Is it right? Huh? Is it right to say keep believing that you believed? Or keep believed that you believed? English, but the spirit realm understands. <laughs> your spirit understands. It's a communication of your spirit. Come on, let's raise our hands and thank God. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. Open your mouth and start to take, receive, 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 receive healing, receive healing for your mother, your spouse, 
receive your breakthrough receive your progress receive your strength receive your promotion receive your increase receive grace receive your marriage receive the ministry receive the fruit of the womb sickness has no place in your body receive your healing receive 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 only 30 seconds as an expression of your faith that you have received 30 seconds 30 seconds 30 seconds act out your faith it must work it must work it must work. It must work. Ten seconds to go. It must work. Three seconds to go. Somebody shout amen. today regardless of how you feel what is in your pocket whatever text messages you receive what they say from today you have sealed it somebody shout hallelujah shout amen you're healed you were healed you were healed you were healed now if you're here and you've never given your life to jesus this is what i believe the holy spirit has convicted you already i'm not going to convict you father repeat this as after me say lord jesus today i have believed your testimony that you died for my sins and you were raised for my glory. Today, I take you as my personal Lord and Savior. I'm born again. Change me.
transform me. Preserve me. This sermon has been brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number plus 256-200-999400 or email us at info at fenero.org. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fenero Ministries International. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowship at the Uma Upper Gardens from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. and for our Sunday services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. at the Uma Multipurpose Hall. Fenero, make manifest.